I did everything right. But now that I am here, I am questioning whether the depiction that was infused in me is true. Welcome to Things Just Got Spicy, the all-inclusive political poetry podcast on Allegheny College's campus in Meville, Pennsylvania. Every other week, we will discuss current and ongoing political, social, and economic issues. Each hot topic will be followed by a poem, written and performed by the week's special guest. My name is Bintu Fofana, and I'm your host. This week's hot topic contains a new segment on things just got spicy. The International Voices segment will feature international students who are visiting the United States and their American experience. Our special international guest to discuss the American experience from an outsider's perspective is an international exchange student from Morocco. This international exchange student is majoring in international cooperation and development with a minor in African studies. She is very proud of herself for traveling a great distance for her education. Please give a warm welcome to Iftisan Borhanan. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for introducing me. I'm really excited to be here in the show. And we are very excited to have you on the show. Before we get into the discussion about your poem, please inform our listeners about your journey coming to America and your background story. So I came to America to pursue education. I'm here for my exchange semester. I was looking through the application for exchange semesters and there were a bunch of options, but what caught my attention is this particular institution and the courses that were available and offered. So I'm here for my exchange semester, not for fun. Um, Yeah, I'm studying here since I already go to an American-based school in my university. It was easier for me to pick up on the American system. That's why I chose this particular institution. I could have chosen France or a Scandinavian country, but I chose this because it's a little bit closer to what I'm accustomed to. So yeah, I study international cooperation and development, and I saw the global health um, studies major, and I was like, damn, yeah, this is this aligns with what I've been doing this past three years because I'm a junior. This is my third year in uni. And I was like, yeah, this definitely aligns with I've, with what I'm doing. When you wrote your poem, the number one education system in the world. How did you approach it, and what was your thought process? So it is definitely something I've been thinking about since I stepped foot in the United States and had my first class in uni. I was just sort of thinking about the educational system that I've heard about. Like, there are fantasies about the American educational system. You know, you go to the U.S., you integrate a U.S. institution or a U.S. university, and you know, you're like, you did it, you made it, you're, 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 you're it, you know? So when I stepped foot here, I was like, hmm. All the questions that I've got about my nationality and identity, this does not look like the outcome of the best educational system in the world. This does not look like what the best educational system in the world should produce, you know? Like, (laughs) I should not be asked where Morocco is a thousand times a day. And I was like, hmm, time to evaluate what I've been thinking about America all this time. It's, It's very interesting. I traveled thousands of miles to receive the best education in the world. I hustled with governments to receive a visa, a paper documentation, an entry certificate to prove that I will not cause harm on American soil. (laughs) I did everything right. But now that I am here, I am questioning whether the depiction that was infused in me is true. People assume that I am lucky to be where I am, that I am impressed that I am here. 
How can someone with a Moroccan passport make it this far? But wait, you're from Morocco? Where's that? I have been asked this question thousands of times. It rings in my head like a siren that I cannot get rid of, like an unwanted task that I will never be rewarded for. It is tiring to have to locate my country for those who refuse to educate themselves. They will never recognize my identity or those who look like me. This is embarrassing. It is embarrassing that they fail to recognize I am amongst the first people who acknowledge the United States as a free nation. They say the United States has the best educational system in the world, yet this was not taught in schools. What a shame. I think this is a powerful poem, and I'm sure our listeners could agree. But what I'm curious to know is, what was your first thought when you stepped off the plane and onto the land of the free and brave? Did the statement, America is the land of the free and brave, feel true to you? Absolutely not. I was, I was sort of analyzing and looking everywhere to see the references that I was taught in school to see how America is. In reality, it was actually very awakening and refreshing to see. The first thing that I just noticed is everyone was minding their own business in a very individualistic society, very, very different from where I come from. And the statement of the free, I was like, no one is free here in the huge and stressful amount of work that everybody has. Everyone just has a lot of a lot of work. Everyone has something to do. Everyone is stressed and no one is actually free how they claim. Freedom here has a lot of different meanings than where I come from. So the statement of the free, I was like, no, nah, no. Nah. In the rhythm that everybody is living and the lifestyle that everybody is having, it was very different from where I come from. And it was very apparent for me that what we were taught in school about the America being the free land and the land of opportunities and the land where everybody, everything is just perfect, no. Nah. It, was, it was absolutely not true. I went to big cities like in Pittsburgh and New York in DC where you can see that it's absolutely not true that America has some issues that needs to be worked on that are not taught for us in schools. I think part of the reason why America is so individualistic has to do with the American dream and American culture. In school we are taught you have to put yourself first and I agree you should put yourself first but what we are not always taught is how to function as a community. How can we be selfless and how can we help others without expecting something in return? American culture is not similar to cultures of the Eastern world where community and family come first. Community and family are valued more in the Eastern world than they are in the United States. For instance, something that still shocks a lot of people from the Eastern world is that Americans put their parents in nursing homes. In the US, it is very normalized to put your parents in a nursing home. But if you were to do this in the Eastern world, people would say, you're bringing disgrace to your family. And I think that in the Eastern world, there's a lot of judgment towards people who are not family-oriented. The opinion of others really matters in the Eastern world, which is very community-oriented. I think in the US, the opinion of others doesn't matter. People are constantly thinking about themselves. How can I achieve this dream for myself? How can I help myself? Or how can I help the people I care about, the people who are close to me? It has nothing to do with neighbors or strangers or people who live in the community. 
And I'm not saying that it's like this throughout the entirety of the United States, because it's not. But it's what you see majority of the time. Some people do value community, and some people don't. I think in cities, you see more of that individualistic mindset. In the corporate world, it is every man for himself. If I do this for you, you owe me in the future. That is true. I think a lot of the individualistic characteristics of the American society come also from the history of America. What is America? What was it founded on? The foundations of America. So if we look at the country and its foundations, there is definitely a reason why people think that they should think for themselves and for no one else, and that existing within a community is not as important as the individual wellness of a person. I believe that when lacking a very important element, which is history, you start a very individualistic society of self-identification. People here identify as individuals or, best case scenario, states alone. You know, I've been to Texas, I've been to D.C., New York. People, they're like, I'm from here. I, I'm from here. You know, I like it here. They, they would have the Texas flag in front of their houses. This is something I was like, damn, why not the American flag? So the Texas flag in front of their houses, considering themselves Texans, identifying themselves. There is always something to identify themselves and detach themselves from the group to the United States, either their race, their ethnicity, their state. I think it has a lot to do with the history of the United States. The early foundations of the United States as a country, what did it want to convey? How did, how did it want to, its citizens to exist within each other with people who come from outside, if this is a proper term, outsiders? I this is my personal favorite <laughs> outsiders yeah I like to challenge this term when I speak to Americans yeah I usually talk and they're like you don't look from here where are you from and I'm like I'm from Morocco where are you from and they're like I'm from the United States I'm like oh so you're, so you're Native American they say no then, then I'm like where are you actually from because <laughs> if you're not a Native American then you gotta be from somewhere and you've got a arrival date and you got a trip from where you're actually from to America there is a trip that you took or one of your ancestors. I like to say that. Nothing against Americans. I've met a lot of people who know this. But as a person who been asked this question of, where's Morocco? Oh, you live in Africa? Mm, how is it there? And yeah, I live in Africa. Yeah, I have water and electricity. I don't think any person would feel how offensive it is to ask me if I have water at home. Yes, I do have tap water. Yes, I do have electricity. That's that's just crazy. And when I say that I'm from the desert, they're like, oh, you live there? I'm like, I'm originally from there, but I live in the capital. But somehow, people seem to stop listening as soon as I say I'm from the desert. I'm like, oh, so you live there? Wait, do you have water? Wait, do you have electricity in the desert? Or just, again, my personal favorite, damn, I'm from the desert, damn, damn, nice, interesting. Yeah, I have electricity, I have water. I obviously have schools since I go to school there. We have transportation, we have infrastructure. And when I talk like this, people are like, you're too extreme, can't be that bad. I was asked if I speak Moroccan. How can it not be this extreme? I didn't have this frustration when I first stepped foot in the United States, but it grew as I encountered more and more people who gave absolutely no shit to know my country, my people, to just know where it is. And as I said in my poem, 
the greatest educational system does not teach you where Morocco is, does not teach you that Morocco was the first country that recognized United States as a free nation in 1777. It's a problem. It's a problem there, bro. Sorry. But yeah, you gotta look among yourselves. Americans need to sit down and just listen to themselves, you know? How did you learn about America in Morocco? In other words, how is American history taught? And how does this affect the Moroccan view of America? In Morocco, America is taught in two different ways. So if you go to school and you get the formal education, you'll learn about, yeah, what's the agriculture like in America and, you know, the history of America as the savior of the world in World War I and World War II and how America basically came and she was like, yeah, you guys don't know how to manage yourselves. You guys don't know how to keep peace or how to fight. You don't even know how to make war. Let me teach you that. And ironically enough, prior to coming to America, I took an international history course that was taught by an American professor who did a really great job in depicting the fact that America was a failure in playing the cup of the world, the role of the cup of the world. But if you go to social media and try to look at America and how it's depicted by Americans themselves, you get a sense of it. You get a sense of the issues that are in the American society that are not being taught in school. We are taught about the history of America and about British colonization, about, you know, 4th of July, all the agriculture, economy, industry, everything, partnerships, international cooperation, international interventions, <laughs> the military, the aid. We are taught all of that. But we are not taught that America is a country that has a lot of issues. I just feel that in Morocco, America is so idealized. It's the cup of the world. It's the dream, you know? If you go to America, you're done. If you go to an American high school, you're, you're, you know, you're it. You're done. You're seen as the elite in the country. If you go to an American university, even better. Oh my God, did you hear this person just sent their son or their daughter to an American university abroad? Like, damn, they're rich, rich. That's crazy. They're probably just in debt. They're probably very miserable. That's what I've seen here. It's just a whole lot of stereotypes that were broken for me when I stepped foot here. And it feels different when you get to live the issues that you see on social media about America. To live them alive and be here in an American university with people my age. You know, and reflect on certain issues like, for example, student debt, student loan. I know a lot of people that are afraid to graduate, that, that want to graduate, but they're afraid to graduate. They're like, I don't know. I don't want to think about the loan. It's too soon. It's way too soon. So learning about America as the cup of the world in throughout the history is good <laughs> knowing where america is is good knowing the states knowing everything is this is amazing wonderful morocco is doing a wonderful job in that but you know not depicting america as it is like i went to dc and i was like this is dc i was walking i was like that's it the white house great the Capitol, great you know the washington memorial damn boom yeah right but what about the number of the homeless i don't think anybody would believe me if I say the number of homeless that I saw in D.C. was more than the number of homeless in Rabat, the capital of Morocco. That is crazy. <laughs> that is very crazy and it calls for a lot of reflection. I definitely know that the, the Moroccan educational system is not the best, but this is something that needs to be worked on. America is not the perfection. And yeah, what about Pittsburgh? I was afraid in Pittsburgh. I was scared. I was looking around and I was like, hmm, this is, um, yeah, see some you're... You're definitely in the U.S. You're not tripping. You're not tripping, but you're just realizing that the U.S. they taught you and they depicted. It's not it. 
And yeah, it's it's it when I look at the skyscrapers. We don't have those. I gotta admit that. We have one. It's not even finished yet. But what about the other issues? You see? What about the other issues? It's it's comforting to see that every country has its own issues. It sort of balances out the inferior the superiority complex as America has the cup of the world. I hope it works as a way to humble certain people. Certain people that I did not expect them to have this attitude towards me when I said that I'm from Morocco. It was very, very shocking for me that certain people, when I say I'm from Morocco, they're like, where's that? And I'm like, North Africa. And then they're like, damn, you live in Africa? How's that? And they're like, do you like it here? And they don't even expect an answer when they ask me, do you like it here? Like, of course you like it here. I'm like, who told you? I don't like it here. What should I like in here? I mean, it's great. Yeah, opportunities and stuff. And I came here to pursue education. But the education system that they give you as a result they don't even know where morocco is questionable that's the least i can say about it questionable and i wish people would give me a chance to say that i don't like it here i miss a lot of aspects about my country part of it is part of it is the culture here it's very individualistic it's not individualistic in morocco we live as a, as a community here i truly feel that everybody is walking with a number of protective walls around them you know taking out their day it's going to be really rare if you see someone genuinely, genuinely going out of their way to help someone else or getting out of their way to give service to someone else. And this is something I've witnessed multiple times since I came here. Not helpful at all to cope with homesickness. Yeah, that's my take on it. I think the reason why people are always shocked when an African immigrant says, yes, I'm from North Africa or I'm from West Africa or wherever in Africa. They're shocked because of the way Africa is portrayed in the U.S. and the way Africa is seen in the media. They don't always show what Africa is really like. They don't always show the cities. They always show the villages. And not everyone lives in the village anymore. Times have changed. It's problematic because it doesn't give Americans a wider perspective of what it's really like in Africa or quote-unquote other third world countries or even first world countries. This further extends their belief of American exceptionalism and their belief that America is the greatest country in the world. Now, I said this before, and I will say it again. If you believe that America is the greatest country in the world, by all means, you are entitled to your opinion. But I believe no country deserves that title. When you are living abroad in a country that has been colonized, you don't always learn what the American education system is really like. For example, you don't always learn about the school-to-prison pipeline. Just briefly, the school-to-prison pipeline refers to school policies and procedures that drive many students onto a pathway that begins in school but ends in the criminal justice system. And I think they don't teach you this abroad, and sometimes even in the U.S., partially because of American exceptionalism. But I believe that the good and the bad of any country should be taught to give people a broader perspective of what it's like to live in that country. I don't want to say America is all bad, because if you fit the quote-unquote traditional description of what it looks like to be American, of being white, male, rich, and Christian, things are catered to you. And sometimes we don't realize who the United States is really catering towards. Even so, I still believe you can get to where you need to go even if you don't fit this description. Sadly, it'll take you longer. And with that being said, in Morocco, did you learn about the American dream 
And do you believe in the American dream? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I've been learning about the American dream since I was probably like one, <laughs> I would say. Because, you know, they would say if you go to America, you're done, you know, or like, oh, yeah, you know, she married someone who lives in the United States. Oh, she's lucky. I don't know how she got him. Oh, he got a contract to go work in the United States. He's done. He's he's happy. Or my personal favorite, they would say like, do you expect us to have this? Do you think we're America? Do you expect us to have Wi-Fi in public places? Do you, are we America? I've actually heard this, and this is something that was very, very common. This is something that was said a lot of times, and it's very frustrating. Now that I'm here, now that I am seeing America, I am seeing what it is about. It's very frustrating. So. The American dream, I would I would hear about it a lot. And I deepened my knowledge about the American dream when I was in my freshman year. We took um first year experience seminar. They talked to us about um exchange opportunities and everything like that. And my professor was like, you know, your exchange semester might seem like the perfect plan for you to go, to party, to breathe from Morocco, to see a first world country. But you have also to be ready for disappointments. Because let's say, for example, you decide to go to the United States, there is something that's going to be shattered, which is the American dream. And we started laughing. And he said, America is not all Vegas. It's not all, you know, nightclubs and parties and shining stars and everything. Y'all are going to suffer. Y'all coming from a Muslim country, Muslim Arab country, y'all are going to suffer. You're all going to go there and lose all references that help you identify yourselves. All your elements of identity are going to be lost. And you're going to be there questioning yourself, like, who am I? What am I doing in here? <laughs> Why am I here? And I was like, that's not true. Let me just reach to America and I'll never ask this question. I asked myself this question as soon as I landed in here in my first class. So the American dream is America being the heaven, the land of opportunities. I'm not saying it's not. There are a lot of opportunities in here that I am happy to be part of. Internships trainings, certificates, fundings. It's fun. It's really fun to know that you can have all these opportunities. But please, these opportunities being here should not dismiss all of the nightmares that a person of color living in America can have. The concept of American dreams just dismisses everything bad about America and keeps saying that America is the heaven for everyone. The least I can say about this is that it is absolutely not true. And I believe coming from a country that was colonized itself, the way we learned about America is the way we learned about generally privileged people. White, Christian, rich, multimillionaire, wanting to expand the market, wanting to expand the business, wanting to expand the wealth, doing whatever they want in Africa. This is the way I learned about America. And this is the way I learned about the French. I learned about the British. This is the way I learned about the privileged, you know? Their land is being the heaven, their land is being the dream, their land is being the goal. We actually perceive people who go abroad to Spain, to France, to Belgium, to anywhere in the world, even illegally, as literally <laughs> like they won their lives, like they did it. They, they reached a stage where they can say that I'm done with my life. I came here even though illegally, I came here even though with a minimum wage a job, I made it. But bro, you could have gotten a better job in your country do you do you really need to be in the middle of a lot of white people who probably colonized your country 60 years 40 60 years ago to say that you that you did it that you made it and 
Yes, I understand. I don't want to have a very judgmental perspective of them because I understand this is how we were taught in schools. Because I remember the only class I took about the United States economy was that the United States was the strongest manufacturing power in the con- in the world. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Steel and oil and petrol and gas and all those. Damn, that's crazy. But I went to New York and I was like, wait, what? I went to D.C. and I was like, this is the capital? This is the capital of the United States that I learned about in ninth grade? Uh-huh. Tell me more. And I was like, okay. I I completely understand now why people, American people, are so pissed in the TikToks, on social media. Whenever something happens, they come up talking about the United States economy and healthcare system and how it's very messed up and how it's, if you're not white, if you're not rich, if you're white, actually, if you're white and rich, please go to DC Metro. This is this is the real America. If either privileged or a Moroccan who just came here believing that the American dream is something. Believe in that what we have been taught about the American dream is something. Because, you know, they infuse in us the thought that if we don't go abroad, out of Morocco, to study and work, then we probably did not win our lives. They would say, oh yeah, they got a job. We're just here, just in Morocco, nowhere else. Or someone got a job that's very, very, very low paying than the job that I would probably get in Morocco. They would say, oh... They got a job abroad. They won their lives. That is absolutely not true. And I'm so glad I came to America to change my perspective about this. I, It was not fully about the American dream being the dream before I came. But it sort of reinforced certain ideas in my mind that, yeah, America has massive issues. And whatever is said on social media about the American social system, justice system, healthcare system, it is absolutely true, you guys. I really invite people to deepen their understanding of how American life it is. And everybody who is convinced that American dream is a thing and they're still pursuing it, I advise them to put their efforts in something that's more valuable. What is one takeaway from your experience living in America? I think one takeaway that I would definitely remember forever is that there is nothing as this ultimate heaven or the ultimate hell. There is nothing that's completely binary, good or bad, no. I, w- I used to say Morocco is a terrible country, especially when I get sick and, sick and I have to go to get steroid injections or chemo in the hospital. I would say, damn, that's terrible country, terrible healthcare system. I hate it here. But Morocco has a lot of stuff that I absolutely miss and the amount of homesickness I feel existing in here is crazy. I miss my country like crazy. And I'm pretty sure when I go back, I'm going to miss it here. (laughs) It's because there is nothing that's binary. America has so many terrible sides that they never teach us in school. I told you, I went to DC, I went to Pittsburgh, I went to New York, and I saw the people on the streets and I was like, what? They never teach us this about America? They never tell us this about America? But look at me, I got an internship in the first like three, four weeks when I came here. I didn't get an internship in Morocco. It's it's a little bit challenging. It's more challenging. I'm here with a part-time job and I I wouldn't, it wouldn't be as easy for me to get one in Morocco. There's always two sides of a coin that you need to explore before giving your judgment. And also an important takeaway, we really need to have a global view. We really need to expand our knowledge about countries. I understand that Morocco is a country in North Africa, so probably not talked about a lot in the media in America. But I think that there should be a personal effort to know stuff around the world because it feels bad to hear Where's that? Oh, damn, you live in Africa? That's not something I wanted to hear when I came here and I first met people. 
in my first week and like no or do you guys drink tap water do you have tap water do you have electricity as extreme as it might sound i actually encountered that i'm not victimizing my experience as a person from africa i am actually telling people that as an african living in africa i am living perfectly fine and i have all that you have here maybe morocco as a developing country will develop in a developed country that's a very con controversial concept that needs a podcast on its own to discuss but morocco as a developing country needs a lot to be done for but i live fine you know i have electricity i have roads i have infrastructure i have hospitals Morocco is a good country at the end. That's the takeaway that I have. Like, there is no binary situations in here. No heaven and hell. It all needs more education. It needs more input from the media, from schools, from educational system, and personal efforts also to educate ourselves. Because the social media put me in the image that America has issues. A lot of them. And yeah, that's the takeaway. That's the takeaway that I should be taking home with me. <laughs> Whoa, can someone give me some Moroccan milk? Because things just got spicy. That's all for this week's episode. I hope we've encouraged you to think deeper and to look at other perspectives. Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at TJGSpicy. And if you would like to be a special guest on an upcoming episode, please feel free to email us at TJGSpicy at gmail.com. And that's a wrap. Stay curious and see you in two weeks.
What is one takeaway from your experience living in America? I think one takeaway that I would definitely remember forever is that there was nothing as this ultimate heaven or the ultimate hell. There is nothing that's completely binary, good or bad, no. I, w- I used to say Morocco is a terrible country, especially when I get sick and, sick and I have to go to get steroid injections or chemo in the hospital. I would say, damn, that's a terrible country, terrible healthcare system. I hate it here. But Morocco has a lot of stuff that I absolutely miss and the amount of homesickness I feel existing in here is crazy. I miss my country like crazy. And I'm pretty sure when I go back, I'm going to miss it here. (laughs) It's because there is nothing that's binary. America has so many terrible sides that they never teach us in school. I told you, I went to DC, I went to Pittsburgh, I went to New York, and I saw the people on the streets. And I was like, what? They never teach us this about America? They never tell us this about America? But look at me. I got an internship in the first, like, three, four weeks when I came here. I didn't get an internship in Morocco. It's a little bit challenging. It's more challenging. I'm here with a part-time job, and it wouldn't be as easy for me to get one in Morocco. There's always two sides of a coin that you need to explore before giving your judgment. And also an important takeaway, we really need to have a global view. We really need to expand our knowledge about countries. I understand that Morocco is a country in North Africa, so probably not talked about a lot in the media in America. But I think that there should be a personal effort to know stuff around the world because it feels bad to hear Where's that? Oh, damn, you live in Africa? That's not something I wanted to hear when I came here and I first met people in my first week. Like, no. Or, do you guys drink tap water? Do you have tap water? Do you have electricity? As extreme as it might sound, I actually encountered that. I'm not victimizing my experience as a person from Africa. I am actually telling people that as an African living in Africa, I am living perfectly fine. And I have all that you have here. Maybe Morocco as a developing country will develop in a developed country. That's a very controversial concept that needs a podcast on its own to discuss. But Morocco as a developing country needs a lot to be done for. But I live fine. You know, I have electricity, I have roads, I have infrastructure, I have hospitals. Morocco is a good country at the end. That's the takeaway that I have. Like, there is no binary situations in here, no heaven and hell. It all needs more education. It needs more input from the media, from schools from educational system and personal efforts also to educate ourselves because the social media put me in the image that america has issues a lot of them and yeah that's the takeaway that's the takeaway that i should be taking home with me whoa can someone give me some moroccan milk because things just got spicy that's all for this week's episode i hope we've encouraged you to think deeper and to look at other perspectives Thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at TJGSpicy. And if you would like to be a special guest on an upcoming episode, please feel free to email us at TJGSpicy at gmail.com. And that's a wrap. Stay curious and see you in two weeks.